The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. And we're going to be talking about how gold and silver are here to protect your wealth through the storm. We are in the storm. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. I'm Vice President of Guildhall Wealth. I'm joined by Jerry Karaya. He's a senior broker here at Guildhall. Hello. And uh, Jerry, just before we jumped on, we were saying we are in the storm because I was giving you a quote from uh, this article I was reading uh, from Will Zoll. And uh, this was near the end of the article saying, today we are experiencing fertilizer shortages, food shortages, fuel shortages, the highest inflation in 50 years. Financial markets are on the brink of a meltdown, horrific mass shootings and a war in Ukraine, Sri Lanka and Pakistan collapsing, the possibility of World War III, and of course, another killer virus named monkeypox. Calamities are emerging from every conceivable angle. We are now in the storm. Would you agree with his comments? We are in the storm, probably the eye of the storm, Jeremy, uh, probably the, one of the most um, you know, exciting, one of the most unnerving and anxious times all together. And no matter where you are, what degree or angle you are trying to position yourself in the storm, you're just seeing debris everywhere. You're just seeing calamity. You're just seeing a lot of misinformation. Don't look over here. And at that time, you just put your guard up, get defensive, um, stand on the truth and move forward. I mean, it's getting ridiculous. I, I, I'm sure you saw the thing with the cattle in Kansas. It's right. Thousands of cattle. Heat. Saying it was the heat, and yet it, there's heat all over the, the country, and it's not affecting anywhere else. We're seeing this happen constantly. The, the administration in the States is saying there's going to be a food shortage. And then surprisingly, all of these food processing plants are going up in smoke. Or I saw a, a train derailed full of fertilizer. It's, it's craziness. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. There is something at play here. This is not all, you, you know, we're going to put on our conspiracy hats a little bit because this can't just all be random. Mm -mm. I mean, look at the Fed. Well, let's talk about the Fed. Uh, 75 basis point hike. Big hooping Huge. deal. Mm -hmm. Big deal. You're, their posted inflation's 8%, which they've understated since the 80s or since the 90s, I should say. Um, I was listening to a, a, an interview this week. I'll get the name in just a moment. And this PhD, he was saying, look, here's how they used to do the numbers in the 80s. And if you use those numbers, you're going to have to take 2.8 times what they're saying is inflation. So mm -hmm. he puts inflation at 25%. And I would wow. say it feels like that. It certainly feels like that. And if you can't get interest rates above even your understated inflation rate, mm -hmm. you're not affecting anything. Mm -hmm. You're bringing, a, as, I think, as, as Jerry would say, a, a water gun to a, to a four-alarm fire. That's right. That's exactly what they're doing. They're not trying to chip away. But it's a virtue signal. They realize that uh, it's inflation. The Federal Reserve, all central planners have a dual mandate to keep the currency from devaluing as well as help employment. They're doing neither at this moment in time in history, but they have to do something. But it's very, very futile. But you can't, you, if you can't get up to 8% flat in, in short order, all you're doing is raising the cost of all of the debt 
mm-hmm. that you have to now service. Exactly. And if I could just so jump... So it's going to destroy the economy. It's not going to help the economy because you're not actually going to fix the problem. Mm-hmm. You're making it worse. Exactly. It's, 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 we just got to call it for what it is. The Fed claims it wants to end inflation. And you're exactly right. If you want to go after inflation, you got to go after it Volcker style and go very aggressively and and go ahead of inflation. Go to 10%. But again, it's it's a lot of tough talk, a lot of talk the talk. They can't walk the walk because when you talk about the the cost to service the debt, so the U.S. has over $31 trillion in debt. At these debt levels, every 1% increase in rate means an additional $310 billion in interest rate payments. Now, they, wanna, they claim that they want to raise it to 3%. This would mean the U.S. spending would be nearly $1 trillion in interest rate payments per month without reducing the country's debt by even one penny. And when that issue happens, if they're going to hit 3%, which I doubt, and even Barron's financial services, they're, they're, going to, they're going to scale it back. They're going to fail. They're trapped. They're going to walk this thing back. But the Moody's rating agencies will start warning. The S&P rating agencies will start warning on the U.S. credit. The Fed is trapped. We got to are we going to believe what they're saying when when they when Fed Chair Powell, uh, right after the interest rate hikes, with a straight face, he told us there is no sign of a broader market slowdown in the economy that I can see. They met market expectations. They hiked rates by seventy-five, the biggest hike since ninety-four, and but somehow the stock market went up right after that, mind you, just for a couple hours. It went up because Jay Powell says everything's awesome and that the U.S. economy were well positioned uh, to deal with higher interest rates. What's your take on that? Well, you know, <clears throat> they're well positioned. <laughs> I, I think it's treason. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what, is, what does that mean? Well, if you, if you think about the, the definition of it, right? It means betraying your country. You've betrayed your country. If you're going to have all of these, if these institutions are going to print more money, print more currency than the country is bringing in, and you're going to get everybody hooked onto debt only to pull it away or start raising interest rates so you can't service the debt, what have you done? You haven't helped the country. And I'm not just talking the US. This is happening all over the world. It's happening in Canada. This is treason, what they're doing. They're destroying the economy. And the, the answer to it in Canada, of course, is print more money. That's print right. more cash. Mm-hmm. Oh, people have higher expenses. Well, we can fix that. We'll just print more money. Mm-hmm. And if we print more money and give more people more money, that should fix the problem. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a, that takes a genius to figure that out. Mm-hmm. That's, exactly. that's a genius move, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, I've run out of money on my Monopoly board. Oh, I, I know what I can do. I can just take money from another Monopoly game I've got out, out back. Mm-hmm. That'll help. It's not helping. It's destroying the country. Exactly. And if you're destroying the country, if you're intent on destroying the country with these type of bad policies, it's treason. No wonder they're, they're tying people up in, in uh, Sri Lanka across the world. Mm-hmm. This is what should happen to politicians when you, when you do things against the country. If you're going to mm-hmm. go into debt, if you're going to create this debt out of nothing and do wrong by the citizenry, you should get yours. Yeah. Now, of course, you know, law moves slow, and what can we do about it? Well, you know, um, 
I don't know if you follow Peter Krauth. Yeah. He just came out with a, a book about, uh, about silver um, called uh, The Silver Bull. And he believes, yeah. uh, well, he, he ran the numbers, Jerry, the same way we, we run numbers. And he's convinced silver is going to go to $300 an ounce. Mm -hmm. And he comes to that by the uh, ratio that we've talked about, gold-silver ratio. As, silver, as gold moves its way to $5,000 an ounce eventually over the next several years, silver will have to play catch-up. We're in the 85 to 1 ratio now. Mm -hmm. And it should come down to, he figures anything under 30, 30 to 1. Remember in 2011, we hit 35 to 1. He figures anything less than 30 to 1, you're going to get there. Mm -hmm. And if you go by other numbers like, you know, Jim Rickard's numbers, um, Nick Baraschef's numbers, anyone who's calling for 10,000 plus right. on gold over the next several years, uh, that 300 dollar silver is going to be in our sights. Now, maybe the dollar's falling and maybe that feels like it's not worth a whole bunch, but when you're trading at 20 $21 an ounce, it's a it's a big move. Now, mm -hmm. I'm sure as well you're hearing a lot of similarities between what's happening today and the 70s, right? right. Well, in the 70s, you had the market in silver move up over 3400% that's right 3400 percent 34 times in real money in real money ounces they're going to keep printing currency it's going to devalue fast that's why prices are rising make no mistake about it and the only way you're going to protect yourself is to have something that is nailed down that can't be printed into oblivion and that includes gold and physical silver mm -hmm. it's a it's of utmost important right now to get into something that is denominated in something other than a debasing, a destroyed currency. Currencies are destroyed. Um, we saw over the course of the week a lot of flip-flopping from our central bankers. These people are in position to, to give us and calm the markets, and we're supposed to believe these individuals. How can we at this time? So this is why, you know, we have Andrew Jackson, who, you know, in history, we've seen the revolting happen. The revolt will come to come to pass. It will come to fruition eventually, probably slower here in the West because we're very passive. Uh, we take things uh, by day to day. We don't really plan ahead, as uh, as we read some headlines that you know a lot of employees, a lot of um, millennial employees that are earning a thousand, one hundred thousand dollars or more, saying they're living paycheck to paycheck. A lot of malinvestment. A lot of um, wait, wait, wait. Say that again. A lot of some of the millennials that are making anywhere from six figures are living paycheck to paycheck today. And this is because of the type of lifestyles that I have to change or because of the rising cost of uh, cost of living. You know, there was a, a TO.com or whatever the, the blog on on uh, Instagram or whatnot. They put out a report saying to live single in Toronto is like $60,000 and you're, you're basically probably living, um, uh, sharing rent with someone and you're not going out. There's no excess spending. No, that's and not. And you're getting by on like okay. 60, 65,000. Yeah. The only solution is like the book of Acts, communal living. You got to live with a group of people and then share the costs. And then one by one, you slowly, you slowly go independent. But right now, you can't, you can't really plan, you know, the traditional way of planning. You got to go back to living as a community. And protect yourself. The number, 18778silver, the website, guildhallwealth.com. Protect your wealth, physical gold, physical silver. If you can't hold it, 
you don't own it. A lot more here on The Real Money Show on AM640. We'll be right back. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. We are in the storm. Jerry, um, we're discussing what's going on with the Fed, what's going on with the politicians. Now, uh, Christia Freeland was uh, being asked some questions yesterday, and the economic woes of this country are being blamed on the pandemic and Russia, I believe. That's right. Uh, blaming Russia, blaming, blaming the pandemic. Really, we know the effects of the lockdowns. We would rather say lockdowns. And and with regards to uh, Russia, inflation was raging way before the Russian-Ukraine uh, debacle started to happen. Inflation was already out of the bag. Uh, and as a result of the lockdowns, the Canadian government went on a spending spree. We have printed more out of the G7, continuing to spend today. Uh, mind you, we have a very small economy, 30 million people population in Canada. We're a very tiny country. To print that amount of, of money and debt money at that uh, and to not see inflation, you're overlooking the issue, Christia Freeland, and you're, you're speaking exactly like your darling, you know, Klaus, very Klaus Schwabish to, to, to try to convince the public that it's nothing to do with money printing. It's to do with Russia. He's never been asked the tough questions. It would be interesting to watch him squirm under under circumstances <laughs> where he'd be asked certain questions where he'd have to be uh, accountable. But, you know, speaking of accountability, actually, it's very clear that um, the politicians these days will not take accountability. Even the Bank of Canada won't take accountability. And take, for example, the United States. They want to blame... Uh, the inflation right now and the food issues right now on Russia. But where did it start? It started with them putting putting sanctions on them. It started with them taking out of the taking them out of the SWIFT system. So all of a sudden, if you want to buy oil from Russia, you can't do it with U.S. dollars. So why am I holding U.S. dollars? Pakistan asks. Might as well get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Well, where's that money going to go? Someone's got to buy it. It's either going to be the Fed or it's going to go on to go on as part of the debt. Mm-hmm. So. Welcome to inflation. It wasn't caused by Putin. It was caused on the sanctions of trying to punish Putin, mm-hmm. trying to punish the, uh, Russia. And what did it do? It drove them away from the U.S. dollar. And in a, an actual fact, that in, the administration shot themselves in the foot. Mm-hmm. You want to have an issue with energy, with, with energy and you have to go to the strategic reserves? Let's not everybody forget the first, the first thing he did in office was kill the pipeline, mm-hmm. kill the Keystone, Keystone pipeline, and kill the kill the um, energy independence of, of the United States. So again, who's causing all of this? It's very easy to to, to and, you blame. Know, and you know, th- there's something similar going on when when no one wants to take accountability for themselves. It's the same thing in the whole woke culture. They won't take responsibility. Oh, you've offended me. Oh, so I'm I'm responsible for your feelings? You don't have to listen. <laughs> No, <laughs> you know, so, it, you know, the, this this is running throughout the entire culture. And again, this all goes back to the to gold. It really does, because Truth. you don't have sound money. You're going to print to oblivion. There's going to be people getting rich. The poor are going to get poor. Inflation's going to hit people. And the problem is, Jerry, is is as people wake up, more people will wake up. Right. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. as inflation hits. I don't know what it's going to be. Is it going to be your gas prices and you say, I can't even afford to go to work anymore? But many, many people just accept it. Everything is just magic in the world. Mm -hmm. Oh, inflation's at 8%. I wonder how. Oh, they say it's they say it's Putin. It must be true. There's no further dissection or any any further investigation into what is happening to you. Mm -hmm. But eventually it hits. Eventually you go I, now I can't drive my my car to work. What is what is actually going on? Mm -hmm. And that's where we're at. That's uh, anyone listening to our show for a long time knows that we understand what's happening from a geopolitical standpoint, from a financial standpoint. We have been talking about this coming storm of inflation for a decade plus. Mm -hmm. This is not new. And those that have held physical gold have done quite well. Mm -hmm. Same thing with silver. They've done quite well. Now, there's been timing spots, and certainly uh, there's been opportunities to take advantage of lower prices in the silver market and continue to hedge. But where do you see this going for the precious metals market, Jerry, over the next couple of years? Do you think we're going to continue to meander? I mean, obviously, gold has held pretty strong over the last several weeks and even year to date. While you know the stock indices are way down year to date, gold is basically zero on, on, the, on the year I think silver's down maybe four or five percent on the year. Um, what is your take? What do you think it's going to take for the gold and silver market to move, and where do you see it going over the next several years? Well, right now, paper gold and paper silver are solid right now versus all major indices right now. We're looking at uh, the 30 year fixed rate mortgage rates are sky high. The only thing up right now in paper is the dollar index, which is denominated in euros. Uh, but you have things like crypto space, uh, Ethereum down 70%, Bitcoin down 50%, the Dow Jones down 20%, the NASDAQ getting slammed by 30%, the S&P 5. This is recession. Um, and the, the clear fact that the Fed is trapped, this is the time to make a fortune in it. Look at gold and silver right now. They are on the launch pad. Uh, at the moment, if we look at uh, the gold, gold is just forming one of the most perfect uh, bottoms in this in this in this in this handle right now, and it's preparing to explode a lot higher. Someone, someone just had to take a drink. Did you just mention the cup and handle? Uh, half of the cup and handle. Half I of said the, cup the handle. handle, so okay. it's a semi sip. Okay. Uh, no, but we, we, when we're setting up something like this, you're looking at all the key signals. It's very similar to what we had in the 70s and 80s. And one of the key signals right now that I'm seeing was uh, was a, a, a signal that. Uh, what, that triggered back in the 70s and the 2000s, the ISM signal. And what the ISM is really, it's a, it's a measure of economic, uh, it's manufacturing activity, and it is, um, it's a score between 0 and 100. Anything above 50 is, is activity, anything below 50, you're slowing down. And at this moment in time, the ISM is reading right at the 50 figure. It just broke 50, down below into 49 range, and every time, and this is according to Rao Powell. Since 1972, every time the ISM hit this 50, the Fed has paused or cut interest rates. The Philly Fed is pricing ISM right now at 49. So we're expecting a very, very sharp fall and reminding us that this is a stagflationary setup. In stagflation, prepare. We have never seen something like that since the 70s, since the 2000, and even back to the Great, Great Depression. Right now, this is a very, very super uber bullish move for gold. So be prepared in both gold, position more in silver is what I like. Get yourself at least 2,000, 1,400 ounces of physical silver. 
position yourself. Many listeners, hopefully a lot of millennial listeners listening right now, eyeing the real estate markets, don't know when you can get into real estate. This is a key. If you want to buy a house, buy some silver. If you can get your hands on fifty to sixty thousand dollars Canadian, you can get fourteen to to, to sixteen hundred ounces of silver. Position yourself. This is a ticket. You know, at a ratio of twenty to one, if gold hits twenty uh, ten thousand or fifteen thousand, you sell that silver, you jump into the real estate market, and you're owning outright cash without mortgages. The number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. At Guildhall, we offer only physical precious metals. We have a motto: if you can't hold it, you don't own it. You can purchase it, hold it in your in your RSP, TFSA, any registered account. It's fully allocated, fully segregated. You always retain complete ownership of your specific physical products, bars, uh, with the serial numbers on it. And this is held in a private vault, independent, outside the banking system, but it is in a registered account. So this is the best of both worlds. What do you do with the, the cash in your registered account? You're watching the mutual funds. You're watching your stock portfolio. You're, you're just about ready to puke on your shoes, and you're thinking, how am I going to protect against this? Well, have you diversified? Do you have that that 10, 15% allocation into physical precious metals because <clears throat> physical gold and silver are negatively correlated to the dollar? And so if you want to be properly diversified, you would want to have something that is negatively correlated to the dollar. Now, we're not advisors. Speak to your advisors. But this is what uh, Ipsons and Associates came up with when they wrote their um, seminal report uh, back in the 2000s. And they showed that by having physical gold, having something that is negatively correlated to the dollar, you're going to amp up your portfolio. Now, Jerry, do you find that precious metals being the foundation of a portfolio that oftentimes people come to gold and silver at a moment of crisis and they're looking to build that diverse diversification after you know the the building is kind of wobbling a little bit mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i think we all uh, what i've noticed throughout the years is that certain people have varying degrees of uh, of uh, anxiety of concern um, specifically if they have a larger portfolio and they're not getting the answers uh, to some of their concerns, you know, inflation and stagflation, um, costs moving up, you know, currency issues, knowing that their portfolio, if it's a stock bond cash approach, your traditional investment portfolio makeup, it's really just denominated in a currency. So if you do decide to sell your Dow, your SM, your index, you're launching back right into a Canadian dollar, you have an immediate problem. Um, what does the loonie look like? within five years, 10 years? Are you gonna retire at that point? Are you gonna get retirement income in Canadian dollars? This, this is a v huge question that is not being addressed and all of these questions, plus all of the noise, we're in the eye of the storm, there's so many things happening. The trust is down the drain. People don't really trust people's words all that often. We're being told right now that recession is the new transitory right the, the, don't <laughs> don't say recession it's not going to happen it's blue sky all the way not for many people who are who are going to the grocery stores who are starting to compromise on the way they purchase resale sales figures are going down consumer confidence is going down so don't tell the average investor that's everything's fine pie in the sky look the the ultimate the, the issue is this again not and not this is not financial advice 
in my opinion, if if I'm watching stocks go down because they're raising interest rates, these companies have to pay out more. Inflation's there. It's only a matter of time before um, you know the employees start asking for raises. If millennials can't get by on a on a hundred thousand dollars and they need a raise, they're gonna get it, and it's gonna come at the sacrifice of other people losing their jobs hmm. and hence the recession. And of course, if you have to cut back on your spending because food's getting expensive, well, guess what? You're not going to go out and buy a pair of uh, running shoes. You're not going to go out and buy a new fancy watch. So things are going to tighten up in the consumer. And so you know it's, you know it's coming. The, the issue at hand is that you want your money to outlast you. You don't want it the other way around. You can't have it the other way around. No. So... Can you afford to wait? You know, back in 2008, the market tanked. It took five years to get back to even. That didn't include inflation. It just took five years to get back to even. Is, is, that, is that what we're staring at right now? Is that what we're up against? If inflation's at even 8%, which I don't agree with, I think it's at least 16, some say 25, and you just lost 20% on your portfolio, like you just lost the gains from 2021. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. You, you need to, to figure out, okay, how do I protect this? Now, gold and silver are on the launch pad. They are undervalued. There's no guarantee that they're going to jump up next week, next month, next year. But as we saw in the 70s, you know, between, uh, I would say, I, I like what David Morgan says about this, that 80% of the move happens in the last 20%. Yeah, now, that doesn't mean you wait. You have to be positioned for that. Because if you're going to wait too long, you might not be able to get into the market because it's, there's such a finite amount of this product. Mm -hmm. You know, unlike a you know a cryptocurrency where you can buy a minute amount, point zero 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 zero, there's a there's an actual limit to what you can acquire with physical gold. You can't buy less than a gram. That's right. The number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. More to come on the Real Money Show. We're going to be talking about how to get involved in the physical gold and silver market, why it's going to protect you, and just the what we're seeing with the storm. So again, it's the Real Money Show on AM640, and we'll be right back. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. Thank you for joining us today, by the way. We've, got, uh, we've been discussing the economy. We've been discussing the storm. We've been discussing uh, the ineptitude of the Fed, the treasonous um, politicians, um, what they've done to the economy. Now, this segment should be quite interesting. Jerry, I do believe the battle lines are being drawn between the um, those that want us to own nothing and be happy, which is another way of saying slaves, and those that believe in freedom. And obviously, this uh, takedown of the economy we're, we're seeing, it is the storm. But let's just look at gold as freedom. They're really trying hard to usher in digital ID. I saw the other, I saw yesterday or the day before Canada, uh, Air Canada is really trying to push this digital ID. And it's interesting because they just let go of the mandates and then bang, they're trying to get the digital ID in there, right? Mm -hmm. um, the Ford government's trying to, to push the uh, digital ID, right? Oh, join the app and it'll be easy to renew your license and all of these things. And if we can just get everybody onto digital, but isn't there a problem with that? First of all, let's just look at um, 
at digital ID. Look at what they've done with it in, in China. Mm -hmm. They don't like what you're eating. Can't go buy it. If you're on, if you're on central, central bank digital currencies, mm -hmm. they don't like your politics. Guess what? You're cut off, right? Mm -hmm. um, haven't taken enough, enough steps today. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it, it can be something completely innocuous. It doesn't have to be your political beliefs. It could be literally as simple as, and this is going to be the biz biggest excuse for it, your carbon footprint, mm -hmm. right? Sorry, you ate a hamburger today. You don't yeah. get to you don't get to eat for two days, mm -hmm. or you don't get to spend any money for two days. You don't get to travel on a bus, yeah. even if it's a an e bus. Yeah. What do you make of of that dynamic of of this this move towards digital? And we see it in the the electric cars too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're seeing this move away from uh, from you know if they're trying to push the the digital system and the social with the social credit scores and your, your, your footprint and all of that. But at the same time, you're losing credibility and trust because you're doing it very forcefully and people are resisting. And we're seeing resistance, people moving away from the, the very system that is sanctioning you. We look, we look at countries like Russia, we saw the positioning against, uh, you know, with sanctions coming up, and Russia years prior started to de-dollarize. China started to de-dollarize. Many other nations, the BRIC nations, were doing it. And they can because they have resources. But for us as individuals, we're on the SWIFT system. So all we have to do is sidestep and get off the SWIFT system. Look, we've always, we've always had digital currency. When you, when you have your money in a bank and you have a debit card, $10,000 in, in the bank that right in your checking or savings account, it's not 10,000 a wad of cash sitting on the floor in the, in the, in the, in the bank. No, even if you wanted to take that $10,000 out, you, oh, we have to order the bills and you got to come back next week. So there's no money. It's digital. So you're already digital. Now they're just trying to link it with your character, with your person and who you are. And, this is why we're seeing a move away from it. Look, look that, at the which is where the word compliance comes in, right? So if they, if again, this isn't necessarily about well, I've got nothing to hide, so uh, I don't need privacy. I'm happy to have the 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 new technology. Okay, the okay. lines are well, always changing. Well, the minute you change your mind on how you feel about things, guess what? Maybe your car doesn't go more than a kilometer away from your house, and they know where you are, and they know what you're buying. You can't do that with cash. Can't do that with a gasoline in your car. I mean, unless you turn, I mean, obviously you'd have to turn your phone off, but you can drive wherever you want with gasoline. You can spend your money wherever you want with cash. Mm -hmm. Now, I believe gold is the ultimate freedom because it keeps, it keeps those in check, right? We don't need a Federal Reserve adjusting interest rates and fiddling about and trying to, no, just go back onto the gold standard. Mm -hmm. Gold has the discipline on its own. And, and that's, that gives everyone freedom and it gives everyone a, a level playing field of the value of things because gold right. is gold. Mm -hmm. Gold isn't just rising in all these currencies. It's all these currencies are dropping in value because the, they're squandering it and printing it to oblivion. And so do we continue in this digital age of just owning nothing? Do we just have all these apps? Do we just... Do we just go full full hog into cryptocurrencies? Should we own nothing? Is that going to protect us from inflation? Absolutely not, because what we what we see here is despite the move away from the gold standard 
back in 1971 when Nixon took the dollar off the gold standard. Despite that shock five decades ago, we're seeing a graph here from, from the U.S. Mint, a total surge in one year of the American buffaloes, the most famous one-ounce coin sold by the U.S. Mint. It's more than doubled since 2020. This is a signal. What happened in 2020? We had the, the lockdowns. And potentially, you know, we, the news has surged about Canadians being locked out of their accounts. And I can tell you, that is still on the forefront of many Canadians' minds that are coming to us even two years after 2020, 2021. You know, they still want to, they still feel uneasy about having money in a digital system. And this is the one way out. Why? Because gold is money. It has been money for thousands of years, and it will continue to be money. It will always be that money that will convert into whatever new currency they try to give us in the future. Every single fiat currency has died, a finite value. And right now, the Canadian dollar, it's a fiat currency. It's backed by nothing but promises. It's backed by nothing but U.S. Treasury, which Rafi Farber last week exposed the fact that 30% of the U.S. dollar is backed by real estate in the US and that is starting to show cracks. So the Canadian economy has no gold. We'll probably have to nationalize a few mines and get ourselves out of it. But Canadians, this is the, the probably the most important yet exciting times in history. Get yourself some physical gold and silver. Guildhall's here to help. Either buy it direct, take some coins home and some silver maples, some small grams of gold, they're still available. If you feel that you need to have something small to barter, I'm not going to knock you on that. I see gold as a store of value, but if you feel the need to use it as a currency, go right on ahead. The Venezuelans had to do it. They had a digital currency. They had a, 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 a crypto backed by oil. What happened? The power went out, and they went back to grams, and that's what they're using on the street. So Canadians, we have to do this right now. Do it for yourself or do it for your family and pass on wealth and pass on a legacy. And you can't do it without, without, uh, without inflation, with, with inflation raging. We need to get on to the physical, resource-driven economy, and we have to do it right now. Get some hard assets in your portfolio, like a natural fancy color diamond, physical gold, physical silver, the number 18778silver, the website guildhallwealth.com. It's The Real Money Show on AM640, and we'll be right back. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. Jerry, I feel like uh, this has been a very interesting show for us because it, we're just kind of connecting a lot of dots, I feel like. Um, a lot of conversations we've had with people over the last couple of years and just what we're seeing going on. And every day in the news, it just seems like the, the storm is here in terms of, you know, the food shortages and the, the stock market and the Fed raising rates. I mean, they've had a decade to raise rates and now they're finally doing it. You know, they're doing it after 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 two years of lockdowns and, and incredible amounts of money printing. And then you've got uh, the sanctions they're putting on and kicking countries out of the SWIFT system. And it's all just boomeranging back on them. And it's all affecting us. And so here we are 
sitting in 2022, inflation is raging. It's only going to get worse. And you want to talk about shortages. There's going to be shortages in food and gas. And that's simply because the price is high. It's yep. very simple. When yep. the price is really, really high, that's a shortage, right? Not even not necessarily from a technical standpoint, but just in this, in the case of not everyone can get it, right? If you don't have access to it, that's a shortage. Right. Hope, hopefully you follow my, my thinking there. So, you know, when we look at the, the commodities markets and specifically physical gold and silver, there really is this incredible opportunity because gold is up, you know, 380% over the last 20 years. Silver has had a bit of a pullback. Maybe it's the industrial side of the market that is, is pushing the market down a little bit here. We are very close to the cost of production that puts us on a floor. So let's look forward. Let's see what what is the what's the outlook for precious metals within this environment or, you know, let's say inflation starts to subside after the next year and a half, two years. Where will we see silver and gold at that point? Um, we talked about um, Peter Krauth today, who's yeah. written a new book. He's done a, an immense amount of research and he's clearly all of his indicators are saying three hundred dollar silver. Mm -hmm. $300 silver. I mean, I can only imagine what your 1500 ounces of, of silver is going to be worth at $1,500 an ounce. In fact, uh, hold for processing. I'm going to uh, look that up right now. That would be $450,000. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, you know, you get a 30, 40% uh, pullback, in, pullback real estate. in real estate. Yeah, you're, you're going to be uh, outright cash, no mortgage. That's, it's it's definitely definitely a possibility, but let's look at the outlooks. Where, given everything that we're seeing, where can gold and silver go from here? Well, we look at when we're looking forward for precious metals. We look at the base metals to begin. So we look at things like, well, in the inflationary hedges. Inflation is raging and will likely continue to rage for years to come. It may come down in certain areas, but it's gonna it's not going to disappear anytime soon. So we look at what the commodity space is doing. So we look at indices like the CRB, which is the Commodities Index, which has already broken out. So we have all the canaries in the coal mine already leaving the station. Historically, gold and that silver was a good break mix out. Of metaphors right there. Wasn't it? Yes. yes. Thank the you. canary in the coal mine leaving the station. I like that. <laughs> Mixed it's together. It's and passed blended. out. <laughs> it stopped flying and now it jumped on a train. <laughs> That's a good one. So we see the this, this space already taking off. Gold and silver are positioned to do the same. Um, so this is one reason why we're looking at precious metals, particularly because. So in other words, in other words, um, we've already seen the other commodities take off, and gold and silver are lagging those lag other commodities. So let's look at those commodities as an example, whether it's um, you know copper, zinc, um, aluminum, whatever it is. It's all gone up. Mm -hmm. So you know gas uh, or or oil. It's only a matter of time. In that example, it's only mm -hmm. a matter of time before gold goes up. Yeah, we're usually the last to the party because you know gold and silver are dual attribute. Well, more so silver being an industrial like the commodity space, but you also have it as a monetary metal as well. So you have a lot of whipsaws with the Fed, and as the Fed starts to capitulate and starts to reverse, then we're going to have some clear direction. When you have the the the, the fact that many hedge funds and many investors you know, out of a, 
hundreds of trillions of dollars in the stock market, all we need is 1% participation in the silver or gold space. So participation is another one that's going to come into the gold space, which will propel the precious metal sector a lot higher. We still have under, under uh, participation in metals. Less than 1% of the, of the U.S. population are in precious metals. We'll bring a, a, a portion of the population, a portion of the hedge funds in, then we'll have participation. So you could, in other words, you could have a situation where people are looking at their portfolios, they're down uh, 20, 30%. They're saying, what can I do where, where there's actually some value available in the market? Exactly. And this is what happened this week. The, the annual Sone conference uh, took place, um, which was a virtual conference. And the, the, pre the presenter was Greenlight Capital's founder, David Einhorn, and he made the case for gold. And he's right. saying it was finally time to pull the trigger. He was quoted as saying, eventually is not a good time horizon for a hedge fund. But my thought for today is that that eventually is now, or at least close enough to not now to buy gold. He says the old economy needs investment to be looking at the old economy away from software and the NASDAQs, get into things like fertilizer, chemicals, real things, physical assets, take delivery of these physical assets today. And for gold, he argues that because of high public debt, the Fed can't raise rates as much as it needs to. He also argues that the dollar has been weaponized by the freeze of Russia reserve assets. He says, when countries don't trust each other over bonds or currencies, gold becomes the ultimate reserve asset, he said. Ultimately, though, he believes the Fed is bluffing and doesn't have the courage or the ability to raise rates high enough to tame inflation. The spike will eventually come when the Fed is forced to loosen rates into an inflationary spike in order to help the Treasury fund itself. Gold will explode. There's three pillars to this. There's gold's a hedge against inflation, gold and silver. There is the hedge against geopolitical unrest. Un unrest. And there's the supply-demand fundamentals. We've discussed it all here on the radio on, on the Real Money Show today. I want to thank you, Jerry, for the great info that you've brought. We'll put some of that into um, on our YouTube channel, and we'll put it into the the description there, so people can go and find those articles. Um, that's it. The number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. Get some physical precious metals in your portfolio. Remember, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. It's all about physical. Get started small. Crawl, walk, run. Comfort will give you confidence. This has been the Real Money Show on AM six forty. Thanks to everyone who's been listening, and we'll speak to you next week here on AM640. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto.